Hello, and welcome to the podcast of Emmanuel Assemblies of God in Knoxville, Tennessee. We're so glad you've taken the time to listen. If you're ever in our area, we invite you to join us for one of our worship services. For times and locations, please visit at EmmanuelAG.com. I think about some of the things that the Lord has done, and, and, and I've watched some of our partner churches even in, in some of the things that, that um, God has done through and um, during these seasons. You know, we have, from Kiko, I'm connected to a lot of the different churches and our church partners. Um, Cedar Springs Presbyterian Church had, had gone through a transition a couple of years ago from their senior pastor, and they just now rein, like instated their, their lead pastor after two years of searching um, and, I, and I looked through, as I was looking back at what the Lord has been doing in our midst uh, and what He's been doing here in this house and, and in our lives, um, I look at how oftentimes uh, the fellowship of, of certain churches are really able to carry on the vision that God's given it, um, not because it's centered around a single leader. Um, I've seen this in some of our, our church partners, and it ten, ten, they tend to be more Baptist, uh, who just are, are ready. They're not centrally uh, figureheads uh, that, that lead that church. And I think of Grace Baptist, who, who had a transition the last couple of years, and that church continued to move on and, and continue to grow and continue to, to lead well. And um, kind of like what has happened at Kiko, Severe Heights went through something similar. Um, with Holly Miller just these last, this last year, uh, handing off the reins to his son, um, which I've, I've experienced with, with my dad. Uh, but I think about kind of what, what the Lord had put in my heart when, um, even, even when James had shared with me that uh, he had an opportunity to go to Middle Tennessee and, and to work with Joy Church. And, um, you know, one of the first messages I preached was looking back in order to move forward. Um, and, and it was something that as I was praying about this week, I was like, Lord, what is it that even in this season that we're at, how could we, in order to move forward, how could we glean from where you have taken us uh, and what you have done in 2020 or what is happening around us? Um, and I just kind of began to think about that th- through this, this week uh, again and uh, wanted just to kind of share a couple of the verses that I shared then. Um, you see, there's a, there's a habit for us that the Lord even puts into place um, when it has to do with remembering. You know, how many times he told the Israelites even to remember, uh, to remember. Uh, And for us, you know, uh, it's not just an erection of stones. It's not a memorial we set. It's um, there's there are feasts and festivals in place that are still celebrated as an act of remembrance. Um, Have you ever been in a church and there's a table up front? Uh, I remember going to school at Berean and I'd see it every time we were in there for chapel. Uh, It would say a table of remembrance. Uh, there's, there's remembrance that is built into our rituals of our faith even uh, that help us to, to remember what Christ has done and not only that, but what God has done throughout our lives and throughout history. And so remembering is, is really a powerful tool that I believe um, it helps us because we get spiritual amnesia a lot. We forget what he has done in situations of past and really helping us prepare for where he's leading us even in the future. And, and so I just want to read some of the verses that, that I felt like even the Lord had laid on my heart then, that when Pharaoh had let the people go, that God did not lead them on the road through the Philistine country, 
though that was shorter. For God said if they face war, they might change their minds and return to Egypt. And so God led the people around by the desert road towards the Red Sea. And the Israelites went up out of Egypt ready for battle. And there's a lot of times in my life that I look back and I'm like, why is it happening this way? Why did I have to learn this lesson It seems like the hard way? Or why did it take longer than I expected? Or why isn't this happening in the timing that I thought it was going to? And, and oftentimes I'm encouraged by this verse right here, by these two verses where the Lord, I think of the, my Father in heaven knows best. Father knows best. And that his timing is, is perfect and his plans haven't changed, and his call is still there, even when it doesn't work out in our lives or in our family or in situations or in work or whatever it may be, it, do, it may not work out exactly the way that we thought or exactly the way I had planned. And, and that's, this, is a, this is a verse that my mom always would remind me of when I would get in that kind of situation growing up. At a Proverbs 16.9, that the human mind gets to plan, but it's the Lord who directs our paths or our steps. And there's so many things that I kind of took comfort in this the way that my mom would teach it to me. She would say, Michael, the, the good thing is that the Lord allows us to make our plans. But when we are surrendered to him, when we're submitted to him, ultimately it is, it is him, it is God that is directing our path. And so I think a lot of times there's, there's not this pressure of, Lord, I need to know exactly what you want me to do, and, and I don't want to mess up, and I need to know in every instance, you know, what am I supposed to eat for breakfast, and, and what clothes do you want me to wear? You know, there's a lot of things that the Lord is not involved in. He, he allows us the liberty to choose. He lets us make those plans. But when we're submitted to him, we, ha- we, can, we can rest in the sense of his sovereignty, that he is directing our paths that when we are surrendered and walking before him and continuing to stay before him, our lives always entrusted to him, that there's this comfort to me that he does allow us to, to make some choices, but we can know that ultimately it's not going to end up off path because we are surrendered to his plans and he's directing our steps. And so this, is, this has been a huge comfort for me. And right now I look at 2020 and there's a lot of, it was the, what, the year of the vision, BJ and I were texting, right? It's 2020, who knows what's going on this year? And you know, we started out with, you know, 2020 vision. And there's also 2020 hindsight, right? There's, you know, there's, there's looking back in order to grow, in order to learn from, in order to glean uh, some of the best life lessons. Um, and, and I hope that we can even learn from those that have, that have learned uh, from hardships, from mistakes, that we don't have to go through all that ourselves. And I think for the Israelites, in this sense, it was, I'm not going to send you in a, in a path, I'm not going to send you down a, down a lane that is going to lead to so much hardship to more than you can bear, because you would, you would tuck tail and run and head back to Egypt. And there's so many times in our lives that the Lord, is, as he says to um, as he says to through Paul to the Corinthians, he says that all these things were given to us as examples. And he says it again, these things happen to them and they're written down for us as warnings. But he says, but, but be careful that you're standing firm, that you don't fall. And, and what is he talking about there? Because it's an understanding of, hey, there's not anything that has overtaken us than what is common. 
and that he has always provided a way out. There is what we are walking through, what we are enduring, what we are looking at even in our lives in 2020, in whatever situation we go through. We can look at history, is what Paul has said, and see from their examples the warning signs, the lessons, the wisdom that can be gained. And for me, I look at 2020 and there's some things that I would do different. (laughs) There are some things I would do slower. There's some things I might do fast. There's, There's just a lot of things that when you had to make decisions and you had to make some calls, you've got to, you got to live by them. And I've learned that there were definitely some things I would do different, that I would handle in relationship differently, that I would uh, handle in, with my, my staff at work differently, that I, would, that I would focus on different things, that I would maybe even allow the pause of, of what was happening to, to settle in a little bit longer, whatever it may have been. Think about the things that the Lord has put in front of us in this season. And I believe that our nation is, is really at a place of what direction are we going to glean from? Are we going to glean from a lot of our history and our past and our pain and our struggles? Are we going to glean from that and, and gain wisdom? Or are we going to throw that to the wind and, and not take caution from the signs that we've seen? And as a church, I believe that we have an opportunity to gain from what the Lord has established in the foundations of this place. And uh, George Santana, he says this. He says, those who do not remember the past are condemned to repeat it. We're doomed to repeat it. Uh, These past couple of weeks, Ellie has been uh, studying the founding of our nation. And so she's been studying the Declaration of Independence, the Bill of Rights, and uh, little little pockets of of the text here and there. And as Candy was teaching her, it was, do do you recognize who was allowed to vote? Do you see who was, um, who owned land? And, And she's like, Mom, you couldn't even vote. It was like, it was, it was men, and it was white men who owned this amount of property, you know, and, it was, and she, she's like, that's not fair. And then a couple of weeks later, they're studying uh, the colonies, and um, some of the things they were looking at involved Charleston and the slave trade and how the slaves were sold there. And as she was studying this last, it was this last week, wasn't it? And she was, she was reading about it, and, and just they were, they were discussing it, and she was like, this isn't fair. She starts bawling, just sobbing. She's like, this isn't fair. Why, why did this have to happen? And, and she got so upset. She was like, why do I even have to learn about this? And Candy and I both talked to her kind of separately about why it's so important for us to learn about even some of the hard things in our history, some of the hard things that have happened in our world, uh, why it is so important for us to even study some of the difficult things of Jewish history, of some of the difficult things of um, some things that have happened in war-torn countries throughout our globe. Because if we don't learn from them, we're doomed to repeat them. That if we don't have an aptitude to gain insight and wisdom, we, we stand the chance of repeating those same atrocities that we hope to see our, our countries, our nations, our peoples spared from. And I think as, as believers, we have an opportunity um, in our own lives to learn from people around us, to learn from situations we're going through, to look back and allow 2020 to not only be a year of vision and looking ahead, but also gaining wisdom. And, and having, having the aptitude to look back and to look around us and to even pause and take a moment in silence and solitude, which 
2020 does not always seem to be filled with right now, but allow ourselves through reflection to say, God, what are you saying? What are you doing? And it takes humility. You know, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago as we were looking at the keys to the kingdom. It takes humility to say, you know what? I don't know it all. I don't assume to have it all figured out. You know, have you ever been around someone that you could never tell them anything different other than what they believed or said or wanted to, you know, stand by? Like they, would, they just couldn't hear it. It didn't matter if it was about, you know, ways to work on your car or ways to, I mean, you've just met certain people that they were always right. This was always the way they were going to do it. This is, this is the best kind of food to eat. This is the best way to, this is the best uh, clothes to wear. This is the best car to drive, everything, right? That you're, we're not teachable if that's the way we, we approach life. And there are things that are absolute. But to have a heart that says, I don't want to be doomed to repeat things in my life because I want to learn. And I want to learn from others, and I want to learn from history, and I want to learn from my own experiences. Greg Rochelle says this. He says, we are the sum. We are the sum of all our experiences and our relationships. That your life is the sum total of everything that you have experienced up to this point and the relationships and the interactions you have had up to this point as well. And so what we glean from those experiences and what we take from those relationships is where we are presently. And where we're headed in the future is what we have learned from those mistakes, those victories, who we have celebrated with, who we have journeyed with. And I believe the Lord now has even taken us into a new season. And I've sensed that myself. Um, that the Lord was just challenging me in, in, uh, in my roles, uh, even in leadership. That, Lord, I don't want to hold on to something that is meant to be handed off at the right time, that this church can go where it's meant to go, that, that we can see it grow, that we can see the vision continue to be cast. Uh, and, and I don't want to be a part of even some of my other church partners that we talked to, um, Daryl Arnold, a great friend at OBC, he recognizes that his church is so focused on a, his personality that it's a personality-driven church. And there's a lot of churches that are like that. But what he's recognized is he's attempted to change the church culture there is that I have to in, empower and enable leaders to, ra- to, be, uh, to raise up in areas of my weakness. Uh, and so to recognize some of the strengths and weaknesses that we each have as individuals and even as a church and, and allow people to come and, and to serve in ways that, that we ourselves couldn't or can't or aren't called and, and recognize the giftings that are in, in each one of us as a body. That's the body. And so I, I think even in looking back over this year that there's a scripture that, that the Lord says to Moses he says, okay, he says, I want you to take the bones of Joseph because Joseph had made the Israelites swear an oath and he said, God will surely come to your aid and, and then carry them up from this place. And Moses is, is telling him also where they want him to be buried, right? But, but in this instance, he's, he's taking the bones of, of Joseph and, and he says, after leaving Sakoth, they camped at Etham on the edge of the desert. And I really think this is an interesting passage because it talks about how by day the Lord would go ahead of them in the pillar of cloud to guide them and by night in a pillar of fire to lead them so that they could travel by day or by night. And I don't know if you know much about Sakoth, um, but that was, that is the same word that is, uh, it was the city that, it was not only a place, but it is, 
it is the festival that is held this time of year. It is, it's the autumn festival. It's the feast uh, where they would, they would tabernacle. They would reside in tents um, because it commemorates this event of traveling um, between their release from slavery and their, hopefully their, their guidance as they follow the Lord towards the promised land. And they would continue to do this year after year with this festival to remember how the Lord provided and tabernacled with them and among them and that he continued to lead them and to guide them. And he would guide them by that cloud by day, right, to provide a protection to where they weren't visible to their enemies and that fire by night so that they could see when no one else around them could. And you think about this not in, not in the context of uh, 2020, in America with plenty of lights and power, but you think about what that would have meant in the middle of the desert when there was no electricity. Even the smallest of fires would have lit up so much of the darkness around them. And here the Lord is saying, hey, when no one else can see, I'm going to provide direct light for your guidance. When the darkness is surrounding you, I'm going to allow you to move in, in some of the most safest times when everyone else is sleeping. You're going to be able to travel because I am with you. Because I am with you. And I remember it was a word that George had in one of our meetings, um, and he shared it with us. He said, he said I sensed that, the, that as Jesus would say uh, to, to Jerusalem, Jerusalem, how I, how I desire to to hover over you and to bring you in uh, as, a, as a, a hen would her chicks, that that was, that was what he sensed was happening even here at the church, that there was this brooding that the Lord was wanting to do over us and that he was wanting to just kind of bring us together and to, and to bring that comfort and, and that peace as he was leading and guiding us. And I think back to that and I think of, of how true that is still, that the Lord is still brooding over us. Um, and, and this morning, I, th- I just want us to take some time um, to do something that I didn't have planned that I think Candy really sensed as well, to really just pray, to pray uh, for the direction of what the Lord is doing in our nation, but also right here in our midst, in our church. Um, I want us to take some time and just uh, spend some time just praying about, Lord, what are you wanting to do here with the people that, are, that have been planted, the, the people that are coming, with the people that have yet to come? Lord, what are you saying and, and how are you leading us? Uh, because I think we're really at, at a crossroad uh, as, a, as, a, as a nation, as a church, uh, as a city. Uh, as Tom was talking about, he was like, man, you miss one week and it's just crazy. People just haven't come back from COVID at all. His dad's experiencing it. A number of churches that, that open right back up are still experiencing it. There's just, it is just a unique and bizarre season uh, for, for our nation. But we, we know the Lord is still working. We know that even when we don't see it, he's still working. Even when we don't feel it, he's still working uh, as we sing sometimes. And so I just want to encourage us, uh, Bruce, would you put on just some worship music and I'm just, I, I'll just open up the floor for us to pray together. Um, but let's just spend a couple of minutes even just seeking the Lord. Lord, what are you doing now? What are you saying now? What are you saying for our nation? What are you saying for us as, as individuals? What are you saying for our church? God, what are you doing? We want to we hear from you and we look at, at the history of what you have done so that we can hear where you are leading us. If you put some of that on, Father, I'm just going to come before you and lead us. God, I just ask that you would impart to us the wisdom and the insight to be able to speak and to hear, uh, to echo what you're saying, to be your yes and your amen. 
So Lord, we open up our minds right now. We open up our hearts. I believe you've got a collective here this morning intentionally. I believe this may be a pivotal moment, Lord, for us. Lord, that we could hear what you're saying to walk in alignment and agreement, Jesus. Just seek the Lord for a few moments. Lord, I just, um, I just pray. I, I just want to start big and, and bring it small, bring it back home. Lord, we just, we just lift up our nation, God, in this season, in this, um, just on the, on the, on a, just a brinks of of, of choosing a, a crossroad, Lord, in, in our country, God. We just pray that in our elections, in the way that we treat one another, in the way that we talk about issues and topics, God, we just pray that there would be an infusion of, of godliness and a fear of the Lord. God, we pray that you would restore and redeem just a country that is so divided and divisive. Lord, we're asking for mercy in our nation. We're asking for mercy, God. We're asking for mercy in such a godless age. Lord, we're asking that you would bring an awakening. God, that you would bring a deep repentance to our country, Lord. In areas that have displeased you, ones that we're aware of and those that we're not even. God, we ask that there would be an awakening, Lord. God, would you sweep across this country? Would you continue to just use your remnant to ignite pockets, Lord, of, of renewal and revival, Lord, that would turn the hearts of fathers back to their children and the children's back to their fathers, God, that there would be this restoration, this repentance. We pray that we humble ourselves, turn from our wicked ways. God, would you bring this across our country? from the church house to the White House, Lord. We pray that this would be the case, God. If there's anyone else, the, the microphone on the floor is open just to kind of pray for our country, for our nation, for this, for this election, for just what is happening right now. Lord, we just pray for our country, Lord. Lord, where it seems there is no hope. Lord, we just pray against the division, Lord. The division in the church caused by politics. The division uh, within families caused by politics, Lord. Lord, we just pray against it, Lord. We just pray that you begin to unify, that you just begin to bring hope. Lord, where it seems there is no hope, Lord, you are the only hope. You are the only hope. Lord, and when we can turn our eyes back to you, we will see that there is hope in you. There is hope in you. Our hope doesn't come in the form of a political figure. Our hope hope doesn't come in a president. Our hope can only come in you. Our hope can only come in you, Lord. 
Lord, and we place our trust in you. No matter the outcome, no matter the outcome of any November election, Lord, you are in control. You are in control, Lord. So we just, we turn our eyes back to you. We turn our eyes back to you and we lift our hands to you and, and surrender and say, Lord, we trust in you. We trust in you, Lord. Lord, and we thank you from the beginning to the end of time, Lord, that you know the plans. You have the way made, Lord, and we trust in your plan. We trust in you in the darkest of night, Lord. We trust in you. We thank you, Lord. God, we just ask even for our state, for our city, God, for the churches. I pray that you would allow us to discern and to hear what you are doing today, to pivot from the way that we have always done things, Lord, and to understand, God, how you are calling us to reach our communities in a new way. I believe, Lord, you're doing a new thing. I don't believe that even the old systems will even work in what you are doing today. God, I pray that you would allow your shepherds to pivot and to discern, Lord, what that new wineskin even looks like so that we could hold, Lord, what you are doing today. God, I pray for us here at Emmanuel, Lord. We just seek your face, God. Seek your face for where you are leading us, for what you are doing now in this hour. We thank you for clarity. We thank you for your echo. Thank you for your voice. Jesus. We lift up the people in our church. Jesus that you would strengthen marriages, pray that you would, those that are struggling, you would bring freedom. Pray for a fire in our bones, God. Fire in our bones, God. Renewal of our relationship to our first love in this place, in this church. Just open it up. Anybody that would feel impassioned to pray for God's leading for our church, for us, just feel free and come. Thank you, Jesus. Lord Jesus, we ask this of you as a church, all of us that are here, God. The Lord, like George heard you speak, what you spoke to him, God. That those who call this church home, those that found family in you, in this place, Lord, we pray that you'll watch over them and take care of them today, God. Let there be healing for those that are sick. Healing of the hearts, oh God. Where there is hurt, Lord, let there be reconciliation and grace.
God, soften the hearts. Lord, you have raised this church to be a lampstand. This church is supposed to shine like every other church that you raised. In Revelation, you call the church's lampstands, which we are. And you have assigned angels to every church. You are willing and ready to equip us. To carry out your bidding, whatever, your dreams, your purpose. Help us, God. Dear Jesus, like when you prayed to God the Father that you did not lose even one of them. May we not lose anybody that called this place home, God. We pray for them. Heal them, oh God. May Holy Spirit work in their hearts. Speak to them, God. Soften their hearts, God. Heal the broken. Heal the hurt. Heal the sick. May we lead everybody, bring everybody into your kingdom, safe and whole. May not, we not lose even one soul, God. May we shine. This lampstand may it shine. You, Jesus, are among the lampstands. You are among the churches. Thank you, Jesus. The same way we lift up every church in our nation, all around the world, that you will find them faithful because they listen to your voice in hard times and in good times. And they were faithful to you. May you find every church faithful, Jesus. Thank you for the reward that you have for every church that follows you, God. That keeps everybody safe, your sheep safe. And even bring people from the outside into the flock. May we do what we are supposed to do, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus, we just exalt your name. We exalt your name, Jesus. You are worthy. You are worthy, Lord. Lord, I just echo with Mary's heart, Lord. We, we're not going to forget where we've come from and the foundations that are in this in the soil of this church, Lord, that you have planted, God. But we are also looking, Lord, where you are, where we're going. And I just hear the echoes of we're going into all the world. 
We're going into all the world that the gospel may spread, that the good news of what you have told us, what you have done for us, God, that it would be confirmed with the signs and wonders, declaring that you are alive and that you have the victory. Lord, we just pray for a release in this church and in your people of the supernatural, that your spirit's confirmation for the kingdom that is being established. We pray, God, that your name and your name alone would receive the glory, the praise, the honor, the chief cornerstone. We thank you for what you're doing in the families, in the lives, in the individuals, in the young people of this church. Lord, we pray that those, those sparks, those flames, they would be fanned. That, Lord, that it would begin to just erupt, erupt, Lord, with an awakening of a, of a reviving, of a, Lord, a spreading of what you have placed in each side of us, inside every single one of us, God. Thank you for where we are going. We thank you, Lord, for as they marched into the promised land, as, they, as Joshua took up the mantle from the leadership of Moses, that every place that he stepped, every place that he put his foot, every place that we go in the Spirit now through prayer, Lord, we're believing that we're taking back the ground of, our, of this community around us. And Prosser Road, Lord, of this neighborhood, of, of the places that we go, of the places that you have called us, We thank you for the victory. We thank you that the kingdom of your glorious light is dispelling darkness. We thank you for your truth that triumphs. Lord, I pray for the folks gathered in this room right now with us. Lord, that we will not walk out of this place empty but full. Lord, that you would fill us up with the hope and expectancy of what you're doing in our day in our midst. Lord, let us swell with expectation and hunger that drives us back like the persistent widow of grant us justice, Lord, that we would hold on and petition you, good Father, for mercy in our land and in our day. We thank you, Lord, for the vision of the harvest that you are giving us. We thank you, Lord, for the vision of renewal in our midst. We thank you, Lord, for the vision of restoration and calling among the people in this place that call this place home. We thank you, Lord, that we're walking out of this place with our spirits overflowing. Pour it out more and more of you, more and more of you, Holy Spirit. More of your peace, more of your love, more of your power. We walk out of here with the keys of authority to walk into this world, to declare your goodness to see the broken hearts mended, to see the captive set free. We thank you, Lord. We walk as sons and daughters. Lord, continue to give us dreams. Continue to give us vision, Lord. 
for our families, for our community, for our church. Let it swell up within us. We thank you for the river of life that is flowing. We thank you that everything that touches it, it's teeming, it's teeming with life. We thank you that it is rushing from your throne. It's pouring through your your house. Lord, we take this with us. It is not going to just stay here, God. May it go into the streets, to the highways and the byways where you are calling. Oh, great groom of heaven coming for your bride. We thank you, Lord. Thank you for your presence in our midst. We thank you for the burden of intercession for our nation and for our people. We thank you, Lord, for a heart that echoes what yours does. God, continue to align us this week. Continue to speak to us. Continue to stir us. Continue, God, not just in our time here, but, Lord, in our time at home as we talk with our families as we work this week. God, may your heart continue to echo within the chambers of our, our very spirits. Oh, we thank you, Lord, that you are shining upon us, that your face is beaming towards us. We thank you for the joy of our salvation. We thank you, Lord, for the revelry we have in your glory. May it all be to your name. We pray, oh God. Amen and amen. We're so glad you've taken the time to listen. If you're ever in our area, we invite you to join us for one of our worship services. For times and locations, please visit at emmanuelag.com. 